If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump. In this episode, we answer people's fitness and health questions. It's our QA episode. Real people. And at the beginning of the episode, we talk about current events, our lives. Oftentimes, we mention our sponsors. Here's what went on in this awesome episode of Mind Pump. We start out by talking about the XFL. Uh, this is a new professional football league. We'll be mm. starting right after the Super Bowl. Talk about whether or not we think it's going to succeed. Mm. It's then on we, the comeback. Then we talk about old, fit, awesome-looking people. Jane Fonda. She looks phenomenal. 82 years old. She's on that show. Total uh, guilt. Grace and Frankie. And then Justin brought up uh, one of his older people crushes, yeah. uh, Richard Simmons. That's my guy. He's right doing there. pretty good, too. That's my guy. Then we talked about whether or not you communicate to impress or to influence what each one of them means. And that reminded us of uh, fitness and nutrition certifications and how some of them seem to just give you lots of information, which is great. You'll sound impressive. Look what I did. But they don't really teach you how to influence your clients. Now, one of our favorite certifications that does help you influence, learn actually how to influence your clients, is NCI. The NCI certifications are phenomenal. And we work with them, so we got you a massive discount. If you're a trainer... Or if you're interested in learning more about yourself through learning through nutrition, go to ncicertifications.com forward slash mind pump. Mind pump listeners get the thyroid masterclass absolutely free. This is a certification that normally costs $600. We worked out a deal where if you listen to mind pump, you get that certification for free. Go check that out. You're welcome. Then Adam talks about how he almost got in a fight with an old guy. I bet he would have won. I think he would have won. <laughs> Old fights. We talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's candle. Apparently, it smells like her vagina, and it's sold out. That's mm. kind of crazy. We talk about sex after kids and how it doesn't exist anymore. Poor Adam. I talked about Neil Pert, the drum, drummer from Rush, who recently passed away. What a badass. Actually, one of my idols. Um, I talk about how I ate lots of wings over the weekend because, uh, well, you know, because wings are delicious. And that uh, reminded us that one of our sponsored uh, ButcherBox, which is a company that that takes grass-fed healthy meats, delivers them to your door, well, they have an amazing promotion right now. If you sign up with ButcherBox, you get wings for life. So in other words, Mm. if you sign up now, you get three pounds of chicken wings in every single box for the life of your subscription, plus you get the Mind Pump $20 off your first box discount with the Mind Pump code. All you got to do is go to ButcherBox.com forward slash mind pump. Just in time for that Super Bowl party. Then I talk about how Tesla is hitting new highs uh, in the stock market. Um, and then we brought up, uh, a, a, I guess there's a company called DNA Nudge, tells you how to eat based off your DNA. Mm. Um, and finally, wizardry. I talk about the low calorie context, how a lot of foods are okay when your calories are low. Then we got into answering the questions. The first question was, are squats and lunges bad for your knees? So we talk all about squats and lunges and we dispel the myth that they're both bad for the knees. The next question, this person wants to know if squatting on a Smith machine is beneficial. So a Smith machine is where a barbell is stuck on a track. You can do lots of exercise on it. Is it still good, or should I stick to the free weights? The next question, apart from hand position, this person wants to know what the setups and executions are of the close grip bench press. Now, the close grip bench press, one of the best exercises for your triceps. So if you want to try this one out, Uh, that exercise out, listen to this part of the episode because we describe how you should do it the right way. And the final question, this person wants to know all about net carbs. So if you're a low-carb dieter, you may have noticed on your low-carb products 
that rather than listing the total carbs, they list the net carbs. Uh, is it wizardry? Is it baloney? Uh, or is it good? Should you pay attention to that? Tom Foolery. Uh, also, I uh, want to remind everybody that one of our most popular and most effective fat-burning programs, MAPS HIT, is 50% off. Now, HIT is an acronym. It stands for High Intensity Interval Training. Now, this style of training, when done properly, that's real important. you got to do it the right way. This style of training is the most effective for short-term fat loss. So if you want to burn a lot more body fat in a shorter period of time, you want to follow a program that utilizes high-intensity interval training. Uh, but you want to do it the right way. If you do it the wrong way, not only is it not effective, uh, but you'll probably hurt yourself. So we created a program that puts it together the right way. When you follow MAPS HIT, you, you, you log on, you've got your exercise demos, you know exactly what to do, what the exercises are, you know what level you're at, and you follow the program based on your current level. Very popular program. Again, it's 50% off. Here's how you get the discount. Go to mapshit.com. That's M-A-P-S-H-I-I-T.com. And use the code HIT50, H-I-I-T-5-0, no space, for that discount. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. We have four winners for iTunes, three winners for Facebook. The iTunes winners are Double D, Cardoza Teo, Aaron Miller, Tina Lee 426 for Facebook, Aaron Phelps, Key Donero, Shelby Kolf. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. How about Sundays. them Niners? Woo! Wow, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a... Uh... I'm it's I'm excited for him, dude. I yeah. tell you what, there's some dethroning going. I on, may too. watch the Super Bowl this time if they're there. No, yeah, I probably will. So let's we, have a party to continue that conversation. So XFL is February 8th. I think the Super Bowl is like the second or the fourth that weekend. Perfect. So they pick up on the eighth. So they the like spring ball, like right when you have that void. Yes, where it's like the worst. It's really smart. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's their best chance. Totally. You know what I'm saying? No, well, I love that. I'll I'll give it a go. They, I was just gonna say, do you guys think you'll You'll make time um, to watch it. I'll, I'll definitely at least watch a little bit to see if it's uh, somewhat entertaining. Yeah, what it might it may play out. Okay, so like it's really if you don't make the NFL, like it's really common. You go up to Canada or you go overseas and you play Europe ball. Like so, um, it may end up replacing that, right? Yeah. Or arena ball, right? So those are kind of like the three things that you go do if you don't make the NFL. But that was kind of the thing with arena ball that annoyed me was just how different the rules and the way the game was played was. Yeah, you know, yeah, very few it was guys. Just weird, very few guys come out of arena football and make the 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 um, transition to NFL. Does anybody watch arena football? Sure. On I mean, TV? Pro- probably live, not on TV. Oh, I, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if it's broadcast. I mean, I'm sure now with everything streaming. Cuz XFL is mainstream. Aren't they trying to broadcast it mainstream? Yeah, they're trying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of money going into oh, it. Man. A ton of money. Is it McMahon still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's got so much money, he doesn't know what to do. Stupid money. Like, yeah, Is he a billionaire? He's looking for projects. That's a good question. Apparently. Maybe Doug can Google that. Yeah. I, I'm sure he's a billionaire. Yeah, this guy's got to be. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I saw him and at And you know what? What, what, what constitutes no. a, a, a millionaire, billionaire? Is it your net worth or your income every year? Net worth. Mm, it's really? net worth. Not yeah. what you're bringing home. No. No, it's net worth. Because it's because uh, it's not that hard to be well, a, all the assets a millionaire or, I mean, billionaire is still hard, right? But to have, oh, there he is. Look at 2.5. Yeah, he's a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's net worth, see? 
Because very, very... Okay, so if you look at all the millionaires, quote-unquote millionaires... There's a lot of accidental ma- millionaires in the Bay Area. You know, old people who bought their their homes right, right. in San Jose, you know, 30 years ago. That that's now what, are that's worth. what I meant by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And you're considered a millionaire then. So. You are. You uh, are. Be- a, a very small percentage of people, smaller, much smaller, of people who are millionaires in net worth actually earn a million dollars or more a year. That's a real small percentage. And then people who earn a billion dollars a year, that's a very small uh, percentage. I mean, I, th- I don't even think you're probably looking at like a few people. Who actually earn billion dollars a year? Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I told you guys. Did I ever tell you when I saw Vince McMahon at Gold's lifting? Yeah, no way. How'd that happen? I was. I mean, I was just working out, and um, he's a big boy, right? He's. Uh, I mean, he's old. Yeah, he's older, well, and so yeah. he lifts weight. You guys ever see an old school like bodybuilder who's probably in their like you ever seen a, a, a bodybuilder in their 70s lift weights? You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Yeah. It's light. It's focused. They're just trying to get Lots a pump. Lots of strain on their face. Yeah, it's just they're trying to get a pump. That's kind of how he worked out. Like yeah. you could tell he's trained like a bodybuilder. How long ago was that? This was a couple years ago, maybe. I mean, he, if, is he in his 70s? Is that where he's at now? Vince McMahon is- I would think so. Yeah, he's got to be he's at least. There. Dude, you know who looks phenomenal? Who looks amazing for their age? Hmm. Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, my God. Are you just now starting to watch that show or something? Grace really? and Frankie? Yeah, yeah. Great show, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Katrina Did, loves that show. Yeah, do you watch it? Uh, I, I've seen it. She, it's one of those shows that she plays when I'm like kind of doing something else if I'm working on the computer. Oh, it's hilarious. So, And I like it because I can hear it, and it's it's got, it's got comedy, right? Yeah, so, so Vince yeah. is 74. Yeah, wow. She's the queen of the in-home workout. Well, so, so Jane Fonda in the movie plays a 70-year-old, and she looks phenomenal for a 70-year-old. Hmm. In reality, she's 82 years old. What? So she looks so fucking good. That on the TV show she plays a seven year old and still looks yeah, good. Like, Total we can't, we can't make you eighty. Nobody will connect with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> so I was so I was taught she's eighty two years old. See that? Wow. Nineteen thirty. Look at her too, dude. Wow. She's, what? No. So I was talking to because Jessica started watching the show and she's like, "So you I, know what the premise is about the show, Justin?" Okay. I don't know anything. Okay, so I'll yeah. tell you the premise. It's like two couples, they're friends. The wives are very different, kind of don't like each other, but whatever. The husbands are are business partners, have been partners for years. They've all been married for over forty years. When they retire, the husbands come to the wives and say, hey, we got news for you. Uh, we're going to leave you because we're marrying each other. So the men actually- Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, but it's this really well-written show. It's great. But, it, but anyway, I'm watching it with Jessica and, and you know, just, I'm, I'm telling her, I'm like, man, Jane Fonda looks phenomenal. And I'm like, you have no idea. I said, she's older than she plays in this show. She's like, no mm-hmm. way. So I looked it up and I said, look at how she moves. Look at her posture. Look at her mobility. Bro, she just never stopped, right? That's it. She's yeah. she's Kept a going. she's a fitness icon for decades. She was she was the probably the biggest at home fitness video you know selling person yeah. of all time. She's always been into nutrition. Yeah. Uh, she's also been crazy. Meanwhile, uh, where is shit. Richard Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's is actually. He, he's I want to start the campaign is all he, over again for him. Is he still MIA? No, uh, is a, he back? He's not in I the, haven't seen him no, anywhere. He's he's MIA. No, he was gone for a while. Yeah. Like people were worried about Dude, him. Dude, that guy made do you guys know how he made his first like millions? No. Do you guys remember his first product? Well, I just remember that like yeah, he just did like some some like fat like what was it like burn the fat like I forget what the name of the title the So he made was. something called Deal a Meal. It was oh, called, yeah, that's right. It, yeah, it was that. called Deal a Meal. Actually brilliant. And what it was was- Sweating to the oldies. That was well, what I was thinking of. That's later. Later yeah, on, yeah. he made fitness videos. Yeah, that that's sold. his videos. Yeah. yeah and, he's, and he crushed with those. Yeah. But the way he started was with something called Deal a Meal. 
I think it was called Deal a Meal, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Doug can look it up. And it were these cards that after you ate something from a portion that you were supposed to or whatever, you got the card and, and moved it over. So basically, it was a very easy food tracking system. I did not know that. And he did huh. very well with it. And then, of course, his advertising was phenomenal because he was a former obese person. Yeah. So his commercials were him crying with like really obese people and being empathetic and whatever. Yeah, he's like hugging everybody. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Deal a meal. Look at that. And then being extra happy all You the could time. still buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What does it sell for? $120. Oh, wow. wow. Now, the only reason... You know why I know this get shit? Get one of those. You guys want to know why? We should get one because of those. Because I loved the uh, infomercials for some <laughs> reason when I was a kid. Yes. I loved them. Really? Did you guys like them? I mean, I I would watch them. Yeah, I loved them. Yeah, I got sucked in. You know, it's funny. I was watching a, an infomercial. I caught myself late at night. Uh, I saw. You know who I saw? Hunter. What do you mean, Hunter from uh, OCR? Our boy. Yeah. Where did you see him? On he's, what? He's got a new product out there with like I don't know. It was like a beach body kind of a thing where they do like a tough mutter, uh, like wrapped version of a group class. Oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. he has a full infomercial, like late night thing, and it kept repeating over and over. And I was so, like, no way. I, can I tell you something? Is this a secret, secret, like, wish? I, will, I would love to be on an infomercial. No. Yeah. Yes, I would. Yes, <laughs> I would. I don't think you make any money. Man. I know. I don't know if they do anything anymore. No, I you got to step up your cheese game, dude. But I, I, would, I would, maybe that's why I watch, I watch so many. You know how I like to doing sales and fitness? Probably because I watched infomercials when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? So I was like, this is how you do it. You got to be extra campy. Yeah. You know? You I wonder really, where they, like, I wonder where they get paid for that. I think they convince. It's the same idea, I think, as like the getting you in magazines and stuff. They convince all these young guys, that like girls, that, you know, it's amazing and you get to be famous because you're bro, on TV. Bro, they say, it's like a stepping stone, you know? It's like to acting and all that kind I of stuff. I think they still make a lot of money. No, uh, they don't. I, I think they do. No. I don't think they make as much as they used to. Remember, I'll, I'll ask Hunter. I guarantee remember George, he, I'll guarantee he didn't make shit from that. Yeah. Hardly anything. Well, you remember George Foreman. Uh, with that was back when before internet. Bro, was he made a, he made a fuck ton of money because he had the product. Yeah, he owned it. He owned. Yeah, he, he, he owned like the forming oh, half, oh, half the share oh, of it. You don't think he? Owned, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't think Hunter owns? I don't. Of I, course not. I don't. I you think he's just so. a face. Of yeah. course not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tough mutter. Yeah, this the, is the real when, brand. when you're talking about like Richard Simmons, who, oh, they made, owned it. who made a product, then yeah. that's totally different. Yeah, yeah, they owned it for sure. Different. Yeah. Somebody like Hunter or what you see a lot of times, especially with fitness. I mean, I think ninety plus percent of all the the fitness people you see on the infomercials, their co the program everything is is bought, and mm -hmm. then you go out and you seek somebody who fits the description, mm -hmm. and then you throw them mm -hmm. in, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, I don't think he makes Absolutely. any money. For Dude, that. speaking of fitness, um, so you know that book you you had you sent to, or recommended to Jessica? Yeah, Pur was it Purpose Driven Life? Was yes. It? Okay. Yeah. There was a segment in there, and this tr believe me, this goes back to fitness. There was a segment in there where he was talking about whether or not you're, when you're communicating to people, are you doing so with the intent to impress or are you doing so with the intent to influence? Very, very different things. Hmm. And it made me think about the fitness space and how often trainers and fitness professionals and education, uh, even educational uh, companies, Sometimes it sounds like they're just trying to impress their clients or impress the people around them by all the stuff they know and how smart they are, mm -hmm. but they do such a terrible job of actually influencing people and getting people to you know to change how they are. You know what I'm saying, or, yeah. or, or to to adopt new behaviors. I thought I thought about this and I thought, God, this this applies to everything. Like anytime you have communication with your wife or your friends, or you're at a party. Are you trying to imp just impress? In which case, you can kind of come off as pretentious. 
not effective, or are you truly trying to influence? What a completely different way oh, yeah. of communicating. Well, that's a, John C. Maxwell says that you, all leadership is is influence, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. if you're if you're influencing people, you're a leader. If you're not, you're not a leader. Just no, it's that not at simple. All. And mm-hmm. it made me it made me think about like uh, the difference between like NCI and other online like nutritional courses. Like when you look at the other courses. It's shit tons of just information, lots of science, lots of information. Yeah, and like we did all the homework. Yeah, and if and if you learn that as a trainer and you just learn tons of information, you're going to go back and probably impress your clients, but you're not going to have a very, you're not going to do a very good job influencing them because you haven't learned how to how to really communicate things. Mm. How do you communicate that information, right? How do you influence people? That's why I like NCI the way that they, they well, they that show was their one stuff. of the things that we connected with Jason, right? When we first met Jason a couple of years back, was that you know it's. It's one thing, because we meet a lot of smart people, right? Uh, but when you meet somebody who's really smart, they're comfortable with how smart they are in understanding nutrition and fitness. And then they care more about the application of it and how people receive it and teach it, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, aside from like just coming off as, oh, I'm a smart guy, I know my information. And mm-hmm. we always connect extra. I think we connect with those people. And that was somebody somebody like Jason, when we first met him, you could tell right away. And so... it it speaks into the, his programming and stuff that they've done over there at NCI. Such a good totally. job. Hey, did I hear you say this morning when you came in that you got in a uh, uh, confrontation or something? <laughs> yeah. Did I hear you right? Yeah. You no, a little I, edgy this morning. No, no, no. I was fine. It was uh, this weekend. So I, I'm I'm driving Katrina's car and we're I'm over at the grocery store. You know, it's funny in in California, maybe this is a state thing, a country thing, I don't know, but like when you go to like Europe, um, and I've heard this about New York, even though I've not been to New York, but like the horn is like a courtesy. Like you go to, if you go to your, anywhere in Europe and like people honk, You're right, you're right. It's like a, you're letting someone know, I'm merging yeah. over. Beep, beep, I'm, I'm close to you. Every, it's, yeah. it's not as personal. Yeah. Every, everybody honks. Everywhere you go, everybody honks. It's kind of like, beep, yeah. beep, like all the time. Yeah. It's just like get letting you know I'm merging in or, oh, you almost got me there. Sure. Whatever. Totally. But in California- like you lay the horn, it's That's like, like big, it's like the finger. It's yeah. like the finger. Yeah. It really is. And uh, I, I've never been that way. Maybe and maybe that's because I've been over there before. And I'm like, oh, that's a, a smart way to use it. Like just kind of letting people know, right? And uh, you know, I, I back her car in to this spot. And as I'm doing it, I also see this guy who's backing up. And I don't, I don't think he saw that I moved into the spot uh, behind him. And he's moving back pretty quick, and I see that he's he's not slowing up, and he's getting closer and closer. And I just kind of hit the horn. Yeah, real don't quick. hit my car. Yeah, yeah. Let him know that I'm back there. And uh, dude throws it in park, takes the seatbelt off, gets out. And I'm like, oh, this dude's gonna get out. No, right? he didn't. I swear <laughs> to God, dude. Swear to God. He's ready to fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it's the older older me or what like that. Like it doesn't even rile me up. I just get like a big smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly roll my window down, lean my head like, out. I said, oh, hey, guy. And I said, hey, uh, that was a courtesy honk, guy. I said, you want me to get out, though? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. And he looked at me, and then he just whipped it back in his car. Oh. Yeah. It's like, come on, guy. What but was he? D- I couldn't believe he got out of his car over that. It was literally like one little honk. It was he was backing up towards my car, old man, or her car. Uh, no, he was only about maybe he maybe he had ten years on me, so we weren't that far so off. So he's like fifty. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the cusp. That's that's right when got men, old men, you know, start that the whole like attitude starts grouchy. To yeah. yeah, yeah, like really, it's, it's really like yeah, yeah solidified. Yeah, you could tell he was like, and I I was I wasn't even on that. Like, there's times, trust me, when I get angry driving, when people cut off, do this, and I've had road rage before. But I wasn't even in that space. It was yeah. just I'm. I backed up. I know I kind of. I moved into a spot pretty quick. This dude was backing up, and 
You know, you don't want to back. I don't want him to back into her car. Oh my so. god, he just reminded me of a story. You want to hear? You want to hear old like old rage, old people rage. So in Italy, this was one of my cousins. I guess so. The houses in Sicily, at least where my family lives, they're fucking close to each other, and there's different floors on the building, and there's families that live on each floor, and some people don't have air conditioning, uh, and so windows are open, and it's loud and whatever. And I guess this lady who lived like across the street from one of my cousins. And now my this my cousin, keep in mind, was seventy. Okay, and the lady that I'm talking about was also in her seventies. And I guess this lady was across the street was fighting with her husband and yelling and yelling. And the windows are all open. It's not. It's nighttime, you know, so everybody <laughs> hears everything. So finally, my uh, my cousin was yelling back, "Shut up!" You know, and they're like, "Fuck oh. you!" And then she keeps fighting with her husband, you know, and then <laughs> you're fucking keeping us up, and then ah, back and forth or whatever. So my cousin lost her shit, got in her husband's three wheel. So my my her husband sold fruit in these they're they're these like trucks with three wheels. I don't know if you've ever seen them. So like they're small trucks, but there's one wheel in the front, two in the back, and they carry like baskets and shit of fruit or whatever. He used okay. to sell them. So it's it's a lambretta, it's called, right? So she got in that fucking thing and rammed it into their garage. <laughs> <laughs> really? And then yes, and then got out. <laughs> so then the other woman got out of her, uh, got out, got went downstairs, got in her husband's fucking lambretta and rammed it into my cousin's garage. <laughs> no, this you is lie a true. Right. No, this happened like 15 years ago. So they, they, golf ran, cart wars. they rammed into each other's garages. Then they went out downstairs and they started fighting. And the husbands had to pull them off of each other. These are 70 something year old Italian women losing oh, their shit. Oh my God, it's hilarious. The, the police shows up. And everybody just thought it was so funny that they yeah. did that. So, <laughs> so it's, and their neighbors—they live yeah. across the street from See, each other. You gotta get them poles so they could like joust. In Texas, yeah. it's okay, right? Right? What do you mean? Yeah, te- Texas has got that new law, right? Where you can—it you, has to be mutual. That's mutual. Yeah. Well, you get I, out, you ram your shit into my garage. I ram yours. It's yeah. fucking on, yeah. dude. That's as even. Yeah. That's as even as Tit it gets. For tat. Yeah, that's yeah. as even as it gets. Let's right see, there. you have one black eye. You have one black eye. You guys are even. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to jail. Yeah. Okay. End of story. We're all good. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of crazy stuff, uh, <laughs> did you guys see Gwen, uh, You know, you guys know Gwyneth Paltrow as uh, a company. I was gonna bring this up, dude. What? Yeah, I, I, I saw the same saw- exact thing. So Goop is her company, right? And she's fucking makes tons of money off it. Yeah, they, she just sells like beauty products and not and like it, and bullshit health. Products. Yeah, exactly. Like like anyways, like lots of that stuff. And so I guess like she's selling a candle and sold out. Sold out. Can you guess what the, the smell of it was? Yeah. The type of smell, yeah, yeah, because she just came guess. out with a candle with a spe- specific scent, okay, that sold out. Okay. What, what okay. was that? Icebreaker, it's her what? vagina. <laughs> Stupid, it is not. Yes, it her is her vagina. You lie to me right now. No, we're not lying. This dude. is a true story. Yeah, Google it, Doug. Show Adam the crazy. First of all, she sold a candle that, that smells like her how vagina. How accurate. And it's what's it titled? What's Second it called? Of all, Can't be called yeah. my vagina. Is it's, it on, a vagina on a good day? Candle says after running. It's selling vagina cell scented candle, you know, and it's already sold out. Yeah, I want to see what the name of this. Good point, Adam. Like, yeah. what is it called? Yeah, what do you like, call? Is it sparkly? Like, it's a seventy-five. So many questions I have. It's, it's a seventy-five dollar candle. Yeah, that smells like a. And machine. it sold out. So uh, what's funny is, uh, so I'm I, so interested. I was paying attention to this right, and like I was following this guy. I think his name's Adam Ray. He's a comedian. And he tweeted out about, you know, this. He's like, they might as well have, you know, The Rock have a, a a candle smelling like his balls, right? Sell out. He'll probably sell out. So he, The Rock, like, responded. And now they're, like, both talking with each other, trying to see if they can make this work. Like, like sell a candle that smells like The Rock's balls. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that real right there, Doug? Does, the, the, wait, hold on. 
it said there that the name of the candle is that a picture of it, Doug? Yes, and it says this smells like my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know, I've always thought about this, right? Is it's probably, oh, <laughs> you've always thought about? No, this? no, no, no. I've oh. always thought about. I've said this before. Like as a celebrity, if you like, especially like, okay, think of the Rock. Think of, and you know that you can make. Uh, molds of your own dick, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Imagine how much money he would make if he sold a mold of his they dick. They make chocolate buttholes, too. I well, mean, just random that's... chocolate buttholes is different, though. I mean, if, <laughs> if it's a, a celebrity's chocolate If it's butthole. a celebrity. Yeah. No, 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 good point. Yeah, if it's something like that. But I think like that would just, you would make so much money. Well, it's, hmm. it's okay, so there was, who was that one uh, influencer who sold her bathwater? And sold a shit ton of them. What? Yeah, there was this one Instagram celebrity or YouTube celebrity Dude, girl. We need to get more creative. Uh, and yeah, she's so, we're not that big, bro. We need to talk no. to the marketing team. Yeah, we're not that. We'll maybe sell one. You know? Stupid. <laughs> yeah, look right there. Oh, Belle Dephine. She sold her bathwater. Who is that? For $30 a jar. <clears throat> wow. It's because she's like is. supposedely attractive and, you know, boys uh, or whatever. You know, you, like weirdos. Freaking so. out. No. So, what kind of people, let's think of it, what kind of people would buy oh a. Vagina smelling or a Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina smelling. I would. Can't why? Yeah, I would. Just, Just the, the novelty pure, of purely it. Purely out of curiosity. Yeah. You want to know what her vagina smells like? Purely out of curiosity. Know. Yes. Oh, I mean, at least what's the formulation? At least there? one time. Would, been, I re- yeah. would I be a would I be a repeat customer? Yeah. I don't know. Be at somebody's house that's burning it. But I'm just curious to like, how do you do that? And what would I like it? Yeah. Like, would it be? Would I light it up and be like, this is really nice? Jeez. Or could I light it with my mom's over and family's over and then like be like, what is that smell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that smells familiar. Like Thanksgiving. It would be yeah, a yeah. hilarious joke, right? <laughs> what's, what's, it's very vagina-y in here. Yeah. What's yeah. her next thing? Grandpa's hella happy all day. Yeah. <laughs> God, could, son, your house smells amazing. It could also be guys who get it to cover shit up. You know what I mean? Like a girl comes home and she's oh, like, yeah. what the fuck? Oh, yeah. oh, it's the candle. Yeah. That didn't bang. There was no Dude, chicks no, in no, there. no, no. That's I have a vagina candle. Yeah, that's not other. What's the second candle going to be? That she's gonna put out her 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 poop. Well, her fart. Nah, I mean, yeah. I didn't even know this was a. Th- I could. I can't. I, I thought know. you guys were pulling my leg. That's no, what, dude. I think that's going too far, Sal. That's some serious. I tell you what. Okay, let's let's step back for a second. The fact that people actually bought a candle that smells like her vagina. Okay, whatever. Fine. Yeah. Let's go. Let's take a little. Let's take a, a backwards journey for a second. Hmm. How did she make that? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, like the formulation process. Look at the like ingredients, they, though. What are the ingredients? It's geranium, citrusy, bergamot, and cedar. And cedar. Oh, so, it, you know, it smells nothing gimmick. like it, I'm sure, unless that's what she puts on it. Uh, yeah. well, that's <laughs> Her vagina smells so like it's that's cedar. Okay, so it's like a total spoof, then. Yeah. It's not really. It's a, just a normal candle, and she puts it's it. It's a normal smell. candle. Just, she's she, just trolling. She, she's claiming that it smelled like a brilliant, though. Yeah. Are you oh kidding me? Yeah. Okay, so if it did Come smell on, like, I was going to say, because the process might have been funny. What does she have? Like, right. she has, like, scientists, smell she's scientists like, come. Like, bacteria cultures. Analyze her. They do the thing, and they come back. They compare the two. Yeah. Oh, it's the wrong day. Come tomorrow because right. today it's a different yeah. spot. What, what, what a brilliant, brilliant marketing scheme, though. Yeah. Well, she. I dude, mean, look at all. The, I'm sure we're not oh, the only ones. Viral, yeah. Her company makes a shit. You know, her her podcast <clears throat> is the, one of the top health podcasts on iTunes. And I tell you something what? right now. It's yes. terrible. And I tell you, her health advice yeah. is. Can we go through some of her claims? She's claimed so many like wacky things. Yeah, borderline crazy and sometimes dangerous. Usually, just use, useless information that doesn't really have any any value. Yeah, usually. 
Wow. Anyway, discuss wow. it. We know Adam will buy one. But <laughs> I, well, now I wouldn't though because now it's like it, it's Doug's just a regular just, candle. It, oh, hold on a second. You wouldn't buy bucks. it because it doesn't smell like her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real talk. Adam would get a refund? Yeah, yeah. I want my money back. This is like pussy. It smells like my grandma's house. This is trick me. Liar. Liar. You imagine finding that candle when you're a 14-year-old? Your vagina doesn't smell like a Christmas tree. No way. Could you imagine as a 14-year-old boy, you find this candle? It totally makes you think some shit. You know what I mean? You find it like, oh my God, this is what it smells like. Yeah, then it ruins it for you for every other girl that doesn't smell like that. It nothing like that. This is bullshit. That candle that my dad. Adam had. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, speaking of, speaking of sex talk, though, you know, I was thinking about you this weekend, Sal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that, that's a loaded statement right there. Hey, whatever. Yeah. I take it as a compliment. No, no. I saw questions around you, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying for a baby and all that oh, stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, it got me thinking. I thought, you know, I wonder, does Sal, are you sure you want to have a kid, dude? Am I sure? Yeah, are you yes, sure? Yes, dude. You, that is not a decision yeah. that you, they make. Did you? I mean, I know it's been a long time since you have a you kid. You guys should have a sleepover. Yeah, you, yeah, you should. No, I, I, I should. have two kids. I went through it. I know. Yeah, I know. He knows. I, I don't I know. know. I feel like but he, recently. I feel yeah. I feel like you. You guys must forget. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're in the middle of the shit right now. So to be to be fair, had you, if you have if you ask almost anybody if they want another kid before their kid is like three years old, the odds are they're going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Right. Yeah, no, the, the, the sex thing is, you know, you remember that, uh, what's that old wise tale that if you, you know, if you put a, a marble in a jar for every time you have sex before you get married and then after you get married, if you take a- the You'll never empty the jar. You'll never empty the jar or whatever, right? I don't think that's true. I think, uh, I don't think the marriage thing has to do, I think it has everything to do with kids. Oh, for- <laughs> Totally. I think the kid thing is what oh, fucks that whole- They're the interrupters. That math up. Of yeah. course. Like, I'm like, nah, I think if Katrina, just us, Katrina and I going down in the wedding, going down the in the chapel- ultimate cock block. Could, would not have slowed things down. The kid, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But there, the, the, the one positive side of what I'm finding, so sex is either, if it, it's almost non-existent, but when it does happen, it's either awful or epic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's either built up like, ah, or- yeah. Okay, we got to yeah. do this. Or it's Let's like your timing thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, you know, hurry up, hurry up. We got yeah, yeah. we got five minutes here. You know what I'm saying? You can make Which, that fun. I heard a noise. Yeah, you can make that fun, too. Fun, fun is, nah, no, I want like- You got to get a little rough with that one, yeah, the fast one. Yeah, Whoa. but even even that can get <laughs> yeah. can get can get ruined by a crying baby too early or whatever oh, like that. Yeah. So that's like, that does, mm. that's terrible. That's so. instant killer. Yeah. No. Like, oh, man. Epicness happens when like all the stars align. And you're you're both not not exhausted. He gets to bed early and on time, and he's sleeping hard. And you know he's out for at least you know four minimum hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, we yeah, have it's go time. You yeah. you have to mentally be okay with it because it's just thinking, and it doesn't change until later. Like it takes, it's like two or three years of that, and then after about two or three years, then it's it starts to come back a little bit usually. Yeah, but in the beginning, because he's so needy. Yeah, you know what I mean. You have to you have to tend to him so often that of course that's you know it's, it's funny. You're the one that used to talk about you, you couldn't have. Oh no, I can't keep up with her. Should oh yeah, now, yeah. It's, it is funny how that shifts. That's definitely shifted the other way around. It's uh, I do find myself chasing for it now. Same which, old story. Which I which I yeah, no, I know you warned me. You said yeah. oh I remember bro. <laughs> It'll never happen. Don't worry. Just, don't talk. worry. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. You don't want to listen to that wisdom. Yeah. You ain't immune to it. She she talks. You know what the other. Thing 
thing that's bullshit too is you can't touch the boobs when they look awesome and filled yeah. up with milk. I mean, that's that's, that's <laughs> stupid, dude. You just, you just take they, nobody pictures. tells you these things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody told me that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. You thought they were gonna be like before you could do yeah, whatever you want? No. Yeah, pretty much. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I mean, you guys yeah. never warned me of that. You never said like, oh, her boobs are gonna be amazing because it's gonna be full of milk, but you can't touch them. No, yeah. nobody said, said that, bro. No, they're they're <laughs> feed bags. Now. Nobody said that to me. I like that. No one. I swear. I swear to God, I'm gonna write a book just to help for all these dudes that are thinking about having kids, like <laughs> sex after kids. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Let me give you some information nobody shared. The real me. deal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Number one, it's less. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. It's pretty. pretty yeah. Pretty yeah. much plays out that way every time. Yeah. But you know, you got to, dude. This is the thing. When you have kids, it becomes uh, spontaneous sex. Because here's the thing. I think couples uh, they develop this expectation that they're going to always be able to have lots of spontaneous sex. Because when you're a couple and you don't have kids, sex is almost never planned. It's always mm -hmm. spontaneous. Like, we're in the mood. Oh, my God, I'm horny. Whatever. Did You know, we had a couple drinks. Spontaneous sex, you could pretty much fuck it off until your kids are way older. Um, it's going to have to be planned. And it's, it's yeah. if you can't wrap your mind around you create that. Create events uh, for it. Yeah, if yeah. you can't wrap your mind. You can't be too obvious. You have to. You <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. plan this it. This is what I've had to learn. It's yeah. literally like, I know couples who literally plan, you know, Friday nights, that's our time to be together. Yeah. And that's probably when we'll have sex, if we're going to have sex. Yeah. It's the no, only no, time no. that we. No. You start to get into theater. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, now and now just, we're the, we're now the the nerdy parents too that do that, uh, which I always thought was so annoying. But it's now I'm now them. Like you get it now when it happens to you, where you know we're so amazed at like everything he does. Mm -hmm. Like, do you find yourself telling people? Yeah. That? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's looking at me now. No, no, no. no. I mean, like really looking at me. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying like in this, my eyes. Yeah. The the stupidest things. Oh, he's reaching. He's reaching now for things. You know what I'm saying beyond. Yeah. Look at it. Look how he reckon. He knows my voice now. You know. It's now, just, are you are you checking yourself with stuff like this? Like when he does certain things. Of course. Are you are you finding yourself going like to, you know to Katrina like. I think he's advanced. Oh, I, totally. I think he might be brilliant. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. You think your son is like so, so advanced. I mean, I'm already bragging about like so. He's premature, right? So he's four weeks early. And when you're four weeks early, uh, you know, when you do the doctor checkup, you're the likelihood that you're going to be in the hundred percentile or, or ahead on like all of his growth. Like he's like he's lower. Yeah, he's lower. He started earlier. Yeah, and he just uh, he broke the hundred percentile for height. Mm -hmm. Like this last month, like he exploded. So he's been every checkup. He's been like we're number one. Fifty fifty percent everything. He hits hundred percent height now. I'm like, oh yes, honey, we have an NBA star. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, you catch yourself doing all that. Yeah, shit. I remember yeah. when when my uh, when my son was a baby. I think he was like five months old. He made this sound with his mouth, but it sounded like he said a word, and I just wanted to believe so bad that he could talk. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah he said no, 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 he said something. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it sounded like he just. Yo, baby Katrina sounds. does it already right now. He's calling daddy. I can tell. Oh, I'm like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. That's yeah. I thought for sure. Yeah, my kid could read like way early. Like, and he <laughs> because we'd drive by like trucks and it, you know, and he'd be like bread, and he'd point at it, and it's just because he saw the picture of the bread, yeah. <laughs> but it said like something bread, and I was like, oh my god, he's a genius. Oh, that's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's crazy, dude. Did you guys? Um, are you guys Rush fans? Big yeah, Rush fans? of course. Tom Sawyer. Oh. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. But Great, I, I, dude, greatest drummer all time. All time. One of the best. All one time. of the greatest. I, I was, as a kid, the first time I heard uh, Rush, I was, I think, 16 years old. And I, that was really around the time I started getting into classic rock. Um, so at 16, I found, what is it, 107.7 over here in the Bay Area, that the station. Bone. Yeah. And I just, I, I, that's it. Classic rock became my favorite 
rock. It still is my favorite rock. And then I found uh, Rush, and I I absolutely loved Rush. Had no idea what the lyrics meant. Uh, I think a lot of people don't know what their lyrics mean because their lyrics have so many of them <laughs> yeah. in their songs. He just like like pelts you with them. Yeah, but um, little did I know. Uh, later on, I learned that Rush uh, and in particular Neil Peart were so pro individualism. They were very much. If you listen, at, in fact, if you listen to the lyrics um, of some of their songs, um, like uh, like the trees or. The whole album, twenty one, I think it's what was it, twenty one twelve. The whole album was about uh, individualism, which mm-hmm. is like you know, be you know, take care of yourself. It's uh, it's kind of like libertarianism type of deal. Um, pretty interesting. So he was this huge free uh, freedom advocate, but he also happened to be one of the greatest uh, yeah. drummers of all Didn't time. Didn't they get their uh, big break from a radio station that uh, the guy kind of went out and then just put a record on? It was their record. They thought it was Led Zeppelin. Working Man. Yeah, Working Man just played, and it was a long song, right? Yeah, so, there was a back in those days, DJs, uh, they, they would put on a long song when they had to go to the bathroom because yeah. they couldn't pause or whatever. So he just he saw the longest album he had there, which was Working Man, put it on, and then he started getting all these calls, and everybody's like, "Who's the new? What's the new album by Zeppelin?" And he's like, "It's not Zeppelin. It's it's Rush." Yeah. But you know, Working Man was done before Neil Peart. He joined them a, a little bit later. Right. Have you guys ever seen his solos on YouTube? No. Oh, dude, I don't know how someone's hands can move that way. So he fast. just passed, right? A week two ago, yeah. he did. Yeah, cancer. Yeah, mm. yeah brain cancer. How right. old? Sixty-seven. Wow, young. Yeah, young. But you, if you look up some of his solos on YouTube, you, it's it, it doesn't make sense how somebody can move shit that fast with that many drums going around them. You know, knowing what to do, it's just yeah. That it, seems like a lost art. Like if you go to concerts, you just don't see like the solos, like the drum solos, the guitar solos. Like you know, there's only a few bands out there that can pull it off still. It's because you have to have like you got real talent. Yeah, yeah. you got to have yeah. hardcore musicianship. Yeah, I don't think that exists as much, does it? No, anymore. I, I I totally don't see it. I mean, and I'm looking all the time for you know really good new music, and you know it's out there. You just have to look even harder these days. Is all, mm. so. dude. You know what I had this weekend that I haven't had forever that I forgot how amazing they are. Buffalo wings. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I just saw that meme for the the guy who gets into bar fights still at in like mid forties or whatever, like starter kit. Oh, it's yeah. like affliction shirt, buffalo wings, Bud Light, and something else. That I don't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm picturing that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like the sports guy, right? Like that's the buffalo wing. Like you know, like get the sauce all over your face, guy. Haven't had him forever. We we were eating dinner with uh, my my brother and my sister uh, and my sister, and we were, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to go keto right now just for the anti-inflammatory effects or whatever. So they're ordering appetizers, and the only thing that was like that was okay was wings. Haven't had them forever. Fucking destroyed them. Now, you're a spicy wing guy, or are you just kind of like a mild? No, dude, I like them spicy, bro. Yeah, so yeah, do I. They're so good. Speaking of wings, you know, Butcher Box, is, that's what their giveaway is this month. Yeah. Wings? Yes. Wings, I think, is it Wings for Life, Doug? I you know they made look, look it up. Is it like? Yeah, Wings it's, for Life. Wings for Life? Yeah. Oh, wait, it says right there. Three pounds of chicken wings in every box for the life of your subscription. Dang. Oh, that's a great promotion. So I got one for you because you just got introduced to the air fryer. Do your do those wings in the air fryer? What oh, fire? So hold on a second. What and do you spice them up, dude? What do you do? Just season them? Yeah, yeah. Put Katr- them in. I don't do them. Katrina does them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'll ask her. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ask me like that. Now, guy. would you guys ever do? Ever seen that show, Hot Ones? Yeah. 
I love that show, by the way. So it's super clever. They start out with like a really mild kind of a sauce. And then they work their way up, and and meanwhile he's interviewing yeah, yeah, the it's, person there, it's and it's, it's hilarious because you could just see you know this visceral reaction once they start getting up in the high heats. Oh uh, no, there's a there's a place in San Jose, I think it's called Cluck You, yeah, uh, and they or have by a, Santa Clara University. They have a challenge yeah. that if you can eat their wings, then you get I don't remember what you get. And my brother tried it. My brother has a crazy tolerance for spicy yeah. food. And he said he had to sign a bunch of liability waivers, and you know had to on video had to up, like say I yeah. you know I I agreed to this or whatever, and he ate two. Dude, he said it was so hot that you just touched the the, the sauce to your lips and your fucking that, eyes. Just that would tearing. wreck me for a couple of days. It's like I don't know if it'd be worth it. You know, like I, I'd probably get like halfway there if I did that show. Probably get like halfway. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I could keep going. No, I ate Indian food once like that. I went with my buddy who was Indian. And he went in the back, and they had they had Indian cooks, and he started speaking to them in their language or whatever. And he comes out, and he's like, "Oh boy, it's gonna be good. You just wait." And it came out, and the the sauce was like paste. Yeah. It was so full of whatever. Yeah, I can't handle that. And hot. I got asthma, so oh. I had to. <laughs> actually, I, no, I'm not bullshitting. I actually got asthma. I had to go home and wow. use my an inhaler. From all the spices. Yes. Wow. Because it, it was so fucking hot. Wow. That, that's yeah. That's, anyway, that's crazy. Did you guys see Tesla on the uh, on the ticker this morning? Uh, How they, they crush it? I know this guy. Yeah. Every, who's not crushing? Is this supposed right now? to be a point? The stock market is like all time highs. Bro, everything, bro. bro. Tesla, not that impressive. Yeah, Tesla. Right as of the that steroid bull recording market. of this podcast went up forty one points. That five hundred nineteen all time high. It's the highest. Uh, do you do you share price it's ever had? I don't think it's worth that much. Do you but, do you watch the, the the ticker that often? I look at it. You know I'm on that group thread with my cousins yeah, and all and them. They're, they're all investors. Yeah. So yeah, because they'll say something and then I'll go check. I, I, I when I first started investing in stocks, I remember I like crazy, right? Like you first put your couple bucks in there, and it's like you're watching all the time. I stopped completely. Mm-hmm. Like if I make a decision that I'm going to invest in something, I, I put it in it, and then I'm like, well, it depends how you're going to invest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, if you're a day trader or you're or you're making moves aggressively on, yeah. a, which I don't do. Like, Neither that's do not, I. Yeah. So I, if I if I buy into something, it's because I believe in the company and I um, I plan totally. to be in it for a long time. And regardless of where it goes over the next thirty to ninety days, I'm not selling. So why? And so I have to train myself to like not watch. Well, that, otherwise you have like this up and down roller coaster feeling all the fucking time. Of you have to detach, otherwise you're going to suck as an investor. That's what I do. I invest and I leave it. Now I have uh, my ex brother in law. He this is what he does basically for a living is he trades. That's how he makes most of his money, and he trades daily and he does he trades options. He says that's where hmm. the money is made. Options and futures. Yeah, I would That's what my best friend. Yeah, I wouldn't even with. fuck with that. Way too. I'm very conservative. You know, put it in there, leave it or whatever. But yeah, Tesla. There's no way. Dude, Tesla's worth way more than like GM, Ford, all those. $519 a share right now. Wow. They you know, Because they. I told you guys, I've said this already, Tesla does not trade like a traditional car company. They trade like a freaking startup tech company. Mm. You know what I mean? It's all like promises and, and, and dreams. It's 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 yeah. Elon. A little oh, scary man. too. Speaking yeah. of promises and dreams, like have you seen this company that's coming out, DNA Nudge? So this company is basically like you're going to the grocery store 
and you wear this this armband that actually like scans the product and tells you like a green or a, a oh, red light wow. or an orange light, like which one is, is best matched to your DNA profile. No way. Yeah. So For your you, food? Yeah. You do like a cotton swab or whatever, and then you send it off to this company and they kind of evaluate like what has the most beneficial type foods for you they create this list and so you go in and you have like an app and all that but like it's crazy like what they're promising with this thing stupid and it's just like i was getting into it i'm like okay is this legit or like there's just so much with these startup companies that they have to kind of uh, you know, show that's just wizardry. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like we got all this working perfectly, and you know that like it, there's just going to be so many holes in that that entire thing. So here's why it's bullshit. Number one, the science is far from uh, the point where it can actually do yeah. that. How can you pinpoint that? It's far from because well, it's ever changing. That's why. It, and too. You, your genes can express themselves differently. They can change depending on your environment and context. And not only that, but even if, if the genes were just stationary and stuck, we don't have enough information wow, yet look at that. to determine you know how it's going to work. Here's the second Boy, reason. It looks like a lot of money behind this thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, For sure. But again, the science isn't supported. Plus, here's the second reason why it's bullshit. It completely takes out the most important part of nutrition, which is the psychological piece. So you could... The DNA thing can tell you all day long if it's good or bad, but if you don't like it or it's an enjoyment thing or you're stressed or anxious or you have a different relationship to that food, yeah, you might as well, you know, it's total novelty. It sounds just like a uh, like a Silicon Valley like executive coming up with the idea for nutrition. You yep. know, it's like, like, here's how we'll solve this problem. Well, I'll give you a good example. So um, it reminds me actually of something that I wanted to bring up is – so, foods can be bad or good oftentimes depending on the context of whether or not you're in a high-calorie diet or a low-calorie diet. So, for example, saturated fat, lots of you know bad press around it for a long time. Um, in the context of a very high-calorie uh, diet, the odds that saturated fat is going to be bad for you are far higher than if, you're di- if your calories were low. Same thing with sugar. Um, this is what fueled, fuels the the macro counters is that you actually have studies showing that a diet that's high in sugar but low in calories doesn't have nearly the negative effects than a high sugar, high calorie diet. Context uh, makes a big difference. So a DNA tracking watch doesn't even take that into consideration. Total, yeah. Does, yeah, the science does not support it at this point. And then I'm just, I guess I'm just skeptical hippo over here with like people collecting <laughs> your DNA. Like what? You know, like, oh, and, oh we're going to get rid of it. You know, like we promise. Yeah, it's bullshit. Like, yeah. What happened to our buddy that was doing all that stuff? What happened? We, we, with I, Neutrino? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I have to see how far away, like along they are in their process. Because what they were, they were using multiple different. That uh, was different. They were doing all I liked them because they were adding a a lot of different uh, platforms out there, like people that like everything from HRV to uh, like stool samples, like every different company. They were kind of like adding that in, and they were aggregating their APIs. Right, they were aggregating all that information, and then yeah. from there making it. it Plus, it, they so were, you had one hub for your your own personal health, and they were using those um, uh, glucose monitors, the, yes. the, the real time glucose monitors. Yeah, that's right. very valuable information. Right, you know, that's why I'm interested. You should reach out to him. It's been a while yeah. since we talked to him. Yeah, I'll hit him up. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. 
For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Jules Thielman. Are squats and lunges bad for your knees? That depends. Depends on, a lot of it depends on your form and your technique and your muscle uh, activation and control and stability. And some of it depends on your knees. Now, uh, for most people, and this is based on my own experience, I'd love to hear you guys' input. I would say probably, no joke, 90% of the time squats and lunges bothered a client's knees. It had to do with uh, muscle imbalances, yeah. form, stability, control. Mm-hmm. One out of ten times, it actually had to do with their knees themselves, right. that their knees had an issue well, or whatever. Th- uh, you know, this is where uh, the box squats came in and we talked about the other day. You know, this is uh, a lot of times when you when you show, like, a client how to squat um, and they, they don't know how to squat and they just try and mimic what, what you did – um, the the first thing that you see is they 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 bend their knees, let their knees go travel really far forward until they can't travel anymore, and that what stops it is the pain. Yeah, they're it's not the, had no hip involvement. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very little bit of the hip hinging back, and so they feel all the stress in their knees. So if, yeah, no, of course you take the you take that ankle mobility to its end range of motion, and then the the stress runs right up into the patella, and that's why they feel that. So that's where the box squat came out as a, a really good tool. Uh, not just for power lifters who are trying to increase their squat, but also for trainers trying to teach good mechanics to a a client that uh, feels squats in their knees. Yeah. Also to that point, uh, reverse lunges is what I teach for people that feel uh, stress in their knees from lunging because when you lunge forward, the same thing happens. You take a step forward. Get that forward travel. Yeah, that forward travel. They push all. They have their weight traveling over the top of their knee. Then their knee goes over their toe. And then again, it goes right to that end range of ankle mobility. And then it feels like all of a sudden you feel the stress in the knee. And you take somebody and you tell them to stand upright and then step back into a reverse lunge. You're going the opposite direction that causes that. And then all of a sudden they have no pain in their knee. So it's not uh, squatting or lunging is what causes you to have bad knees or you have bad knees because of those things or they're bad for your knees. It's that your mechanics are off and that we need to work on that. Even speaking to that 1%, because I have had a client that like didn't have ligaments, like, you know, tore their ACL, like was completely devoid of, you know, stability in that direction. But uh, in terms of like everyday functional activities and doing things like, like tell me a situation where you're not going to have to like kind of squat down or get up or from a chair or toilet. split your stance and you know and drop down a little bit pick things up like it it is to to their benefit to uh still try to pursue like certain ranges of motion so they can have uh, you know an able lifestyle like and I, and I think that uh this whole uh, you know red taping over a lot of exercises like that is such uh such bad information yeah. to then push on to to the patients yeah um so, you know, 
squats and so there, this was prevalent for a while. I don't know if you guys no, remember. I, I was guilty of this. But no, dude, you I guys. Mean, were- I was a guilty. I was a guilty of avoiding lunges and squats to clients. that be like, oh, that bothers my knees. Okay, right. let's go over to leg extensions and fucking leg curls and that's what I was going to say. Leg press instead. You know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was um, not that long ago that it was actually a, a, a widespread uh, myth. Yeah. That lunges and squats were bad for you'd actually hear trainers yes. say yeah. that. Yeah. Now here's here's the deal: bad squats and bad lunges are bad for your knees. They're also bad for your hips and ankles sure. and back. Yeah. Good squats and good lunges are not just not bad for your knees; they're amazing for your knees. If you want knees that'll last you uh, for the rest of your life at, with good mobility, stability, and strength, for, you know, with much much lower risks of injury. Um, do good squats and good lunges and do them forever. Well, because you you train the muscles right. that are supporting those joints. Activating the muscles and getting them involved so it, it disperses the force so it doesn't just stop there. Well, the you joint. get an example. like So I, I remember when I tore my uh, MCL and ACL and the uh, when I was doing rehab, they are like so blown away on the stability that I still had in my knee. And they said like, that was due to all the muscle that I had built around. I built so much n- muscle around my knees from you know training squats and all the major exercises that when I even had lost my ligaments that I was still very supported. And we know that the knee is like floating and it's mostly getting its support from those ligaments. You lose those ligaments and you'd be all over the place unless you've done a really good job of building a lot of muscle around there to help support and aid that. Well, we need to get away from the notion that the joints of the body are like – like a machine uh, that you would have, for example, if, if you look at like your your shocks on your car or you look at a joint on a door, the more you move it, the more it wears down and eventually over time, um, if you keep doing that, it'll, it'll degrade. The body isn't like that. The body adapts. It actually gets stronger through use. It, 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 it regen- not only does it regenerate, but it adapts to become stronger. So if you want bad knees, what's, which one would cause worse knees? Not moving at all and just laying down, that's it, or doing good squats, laying down. Laying down would cause terrible degeneration of the joints. You would actually lose function within a very short period of time if you did that. So the human body's not like like, like everyday, you know, machines and moving parts on certain things. As you move things the right way, the body adapts and actually makes it stronger and able to move better and move more. You know, the example that uh, that I talked about at the beginning of the episode of Jane Fonda, when you watch her on TV at 82 years old, squatting, walking, moving, good posture, it's not because she didn't squat and didn't lunge. It's not because she sat down and let her joints stay fresh and didn't move them. It's because she moved them. The body adapted by making them stronger, producing more you know, fluid in between the joints, strengthening cartilage, strengthening ligaments in, 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 you know, in the joints themselves. Um, movement is good for you. It's good movement that you need to focus on. So if your knees hurt you from doing squats and lunges, it's probably not because you have bad knees. It's probably because you can't squat and lunge properly. But a good regression uh, for trainers that are listening to this, for clients that that don't have the mechanics yet or still working on it, that's where – uh, the the box squat and the reverse lunge, I think, are very valuable. So, mm-hmm. you know, each d- day one, you're trying to teach those movements. Clients, ah, my knees, oh, I can't do those. Okay, well, try a reverse lunge, try a box right. squat, and you should, I mean, most of those people are getting up and down from a toilet. They're getting up and down from their car. They're getting up from a chair at dinner table. Like, so they can squat, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They can they can go down. What The problem is when you ask them to do it in the gym setting, uh, their mechanics are awful, and, and one of the things that will help them with their squatting will be the box squats, and that will help them with their 
lunging is a reverse lunge instead of a forward lunge. Next question is from Chrissy Cobb. Is squatting on a Smith machine still beneficial if your gym doesn't have a free weight squat rack? Yeah, you know, we make a lot of fun of the Smith machine, uh, but the reality is it does have some value, especially if you don't have access to a squat rack um, where you can, you know, take a barbell off a rack and do exercises. So nothing inherently wrong with a squat machine. It's just not as good as a free weight uh, version of the exercise. But here's what I'll say about it. I don't like squats on a Smith machine. It doesn't work well with, with squats yeah, because, weird. because the, the bar travels on a fixed path. It ends up looking like a like you're doing a squat on a sled with your feet in front of your body, which is that's okay too. I'll say this. If you're going to use a Smith machine, uh, do, standard, uh, uh, do stationary lunges. Stationary lunges on a Smith machine, far better than squats on a Smith machine. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I could I could see the lunge argument with that because you could create like a more vertical path and, and a lunge sort of, uh, you know, it bodes a little bit more well with that direction. But I honestly think like a hack squat machine or like some other kind of machine I think would bring more value sure. uh, than even, you know, a Smith machine squat. I just don't. I, I feel like it almost creates a worse patterns when you go then to uh, create um, uh, when you get to like an actual squat rack where you're doing free free motion like type movements with that. So, well, this is an area that I know that we have our peers in our space that there's there's a, quite a few that are friends of ours that disagree with us in this, and that's just I mean that's just personal preference. Uh, I too wouldn't coach on it. I just think there's, and here's the thing. It's not that I think it's so bad and I, and that I think that somebody can't use it and have great benefits. It's that as a trainer, I can think of a lot of other things that I can do instead of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would, I would do a dumbbell goblet squat. Right. I would do a Bulgarian split stance squat with dumbbells. You, right. Good luck trying to do those with 80 pound dumbbells. You want, you, you're so strong and try trying doing some uh, Bulgarian split squat with holding some heavy dumbbells and you want to see your legs explode and you want to see incredible benefit. I mean, do something like that or lunges like you. There's a lot of things that you can do a single or do a single leg body weight squat. I mean, there's a lot of things that I can do. If I have a client, I'm trying to develop their legs <coughs> that if I don't have a traditional barbell squat rack that I can do, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, uh, and, and give them great, great results and never have to touch the Smith machine. So yeah, there's that's just no carryover, you know, like uh, from, from that, that specific machine, like the, the, like the Smith machine, you get good at the Smith machine, right? you know? And uh, to your point, like I would totally prefer to do anything with the dumbbells because you're, you're, you have to stabilize, you have to, uh, you know, your body has to work all harmoniously to be able to pull off those movements where this is like you're just sliding on a track and it's all doing it for you. Well, and a great, okay, to your point to carry over, right? Would somebody who squats, uh, let's say, 275 on a Smith machine, would they get more carryover to a barbell squat from that or being able to do holding, okay, 80-pound dumbbells doing Bulgarian split squat. Sure. I'll, I'll tell you right now, the person doing the Bulgarian split squat holding the 80-pound dumbbells yeah. will be better at squatting with a barbell on their back Agreed. than the person who was in a Smith machine. Agreed. So, yeah. and, that, and that's just where it's at for me. It's not that I think it's so bad. It's, oh, you can't do it. It's just, it's just it like was, an accessory it wasn't exercise. It yeah. wasn't designed for lower body. Okay, if you know the history of the machine, it was designed for, an, for upper body exercises. So it wasn't designed for that in the first place. Have people manipulated it to use it for lower biases? Sure. And can it work for them? Did it work well for some? Sure. Okay. 
as a trainer and a coach for me, the risk versus reward, the carryover to a regular barbell squat, I have other things in my back pocket that I would use that I think would be far more valuable for the client. And so I would do things like that. That's mm. just, that's where I stand on it. Um, I don't, but I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not so hard on like, it's, it's the worst thing ever for you. It's like, no, I mean, I, I know I can get under there and do it and not hurt myself. Yeah. Hey, well, it's funny because it's uh, machines have the, um, you know, there's a belief that machines are lower risk of injury, mm -hmm. but some machines actually have a high risk of injury. Smith machine squats, I'd say is one of them. And the reason is because you're fixed on a track. So you're going to cause, you can potentially, depending on how you move, Cause yourself back problems. Leg press is another one. People think leg press is super safe mm -mm. for the low back because you're laying down on your back or whatever. But I've seen more people hurt their low back from doing mm. a leg press than from doing squats yep. because at the bottom it causes your pelvis to rotate up and then you press off. And I've seen people actually hurt yep. themselves really bad on a leg press. I'll give you some exercises on the Smith machine that I'll do occasionally. And when I say occasionally, I mean rarely. But these are the exercises. If I do use a Smith machine, I'll do... Uh, I like upright rows on it. I get a really good pump from using it. And I, I do it, I use a technique that's really good. Sometimes I'll even try barbell rows. It feels more like a machine row uh, when I'm on there. And then uh, sometimes I'll do like a behind the neck press or an incline uh, chest press. Oh, I, um, I, I love it for an incline press or a chest press or a shoulder press. I love it for that. And, and when, especially when I'm doing uh, drop sets or strip stress. Yes, that's when it's really good. I mean, it's when I'm by myself and I'm one, because I always train by myself. And I haven't done a drop set or a strip set in a long time. And I'm like, I want to, I'm going to hit my chest mm -hmm. like that, or I'm going to hit my shoulders like that. Excellent tool. Mm. I mean, it, it, that, it's, it's quick. I can get up real quick. And it, because I'm training to failure, because I'm doing a, a drop set or a strip set, uh, I've got the safety bars. I can roll my wrist real quick and lock it out. I'm not worried about dumping the weight all over the place and looking like a fool. Like, so yeah, there, there's value in it. I don't think it's uh, lower body though, not that much. Push-ups and body weight rows. That's that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yep. Next question is from Ollie Fuller, eighty-eight. Apart from the hand position, how are the setup and execution of a close grip bench press and a standard bench press different? You know, the the close grip bench press I feel like is disappearing. I almost never. I love it. See anybody do it, and that's too bad. Uh, because, Such a great move. Oh, what a great exercise for the triceps, shoulders, mm -hmm. even the chest. Uh, but definitely different than a standard bench press. I and, I mean, for me, and I know you you lean towards dips, but. Nothing put more mass on my triceps than close grip bench press. Mm. That blew my arms up. Mm. I, I, and I didn't do it for years. It was like one of those things that when I was a younger kid, I would throw it in there occasionally. Um, and honestly, back then, I think as a kid, I didn't even know why we were doing it. It was just different. Oh, this is harder to try close grip, you know? And I think back then I even thought it was like for your chest where now it's like close grip for your, if you do it correctly and there's a, there's a technique to it, right? So you're not trying to bench like you would normally chest bench press. You're trying to tuck your elbows in by your side because you want your triceps to carry most of the load. So, uh, But for your triceps, I think it's one of the best yeah. compound lifts you could possibly do. I am going to comment yeah. on the hand position because this is that's actually the most important thing. Uh, some people get confused and think a close grip bench press is their hands are really close together. Oh, right. that's, a, you're, that's a recipe for a, a wrist injury, um, that, that type of lateral flexion of the, of the wrist that's required for that close of a bench press can cause people a lot of problems. 
a good close grip bench press for most people is right around shoulder shoulders width, yeah. shoulders or slightly closer. Yeah, so That's your elbows it. can basically slide into your ribs. That's so, it. So yeah, you get nice and low there, and, and yeah, at, at that point your elbows bend and extend, and you really feel that in the triceps. Well, yeah. there's no reason to go any closer than that because well, the well, whole idea of going close grip is to to bring the elbows in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you flare the elbows all the way out wide and you're in really close, it's it's not as valuable as you being able to tuck your tucking your elbows in in line. So there's no reason to go any closer right. than shoulder width apart. And then here's the other mistake I see people making with a close grip because they tuck their elbows in, they bring the bar too low on their body, and then it becomes a front delt press. Mm. The bar still needs to come around nipple line like you would with a traditional bench press, and that's what gives you the elbow bend. Uh, that's required for triceps. But I have seen people, you know, they get the close grip, and then because their elbows are in, now they're bringing the bar down to their like their their midsection, and that's not so great uh, for triceps. You're just going to get more more front delt. But I love close grip. It's programmed in a lot of our maps programs. Yeah, I don't see people doing this lift. Yeah, we, as- we throw the incline bench in there, which is also like one of my favorites uh, to do with a close grip bench. It's just it feels like it just feels more natural uh, from an incline position. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. Next question is from Stay at Home Stone. Can you explain net carbs? Is this even important to consider if you count your macros? No, well, I hate that. I do too. That that is such no a no and done. It was such a marketing. Um, it is. Yeah. It's so, so it's so the bars and shakes can make claims. So they can say they're low carb. Yeah. It's total bullshit. So net carbs, the way that they sell it, basically are carbs that are not fiber. Okay. So fiber carbs, according to them, don't count. Um, the only ones that count are non-fibrous ones, especially sugar. Those are the only ones that count because fiber carbs have a less of an impact on insulin uh, or maybe you don't utilize them. I don't know. Whatever their argument was, was total bullshit. If it has calories, it counts. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And, it, and net carbs also have calories. They're still carbohydrates. It's totally – and you know when this got real popular – this got real popular when low carb dieting hit the mainstream. Mm. When when low carb dieting was Atkins was really when it started taking off. That was in the I want to say the late 90s early 2000s. And then later on with keto dieting, low carb dieting became all the rage and food manufacturers are trying to find out ways to sell uh, more products to these low carb dieters, but they couldn't put, you know, tons of carbs in their products. How yeah. do I make it palatable? But also keep it so that it's low carb. And so they came up with this bullshit theory of, oh, it's the net carbs are only three. And then you read the thing, it's like just 20 carbs. Now, to that point, I I think the the one thing for people to understand too, though, is that, I mean, uh, fibrous carbs are like from vegetables and fruit. Um, are better carbs for you, right? As far sure. as like uh, metabolism wise, digestion goes, like, so they are better for you. But the idea of, uh, subtracting them out. It's like it, there's, I've never in my life, one, done it myself, two, had any clients do it. I just don't see any value in it. Uh, carbs and calories is all you need. You know, if you're counting calories, you're tracking your proteins, fats, and carbs, that's enough. Like you, that's plenty of information for the average person to really start to hone in on their diet and how they should be eating. Uh, they, they just overcomplicate it by subtracting out. Uh, the fiber from it to try and it's just silly. And so they me. could sell bars and, yeah. and, and it shakes. It distracts you. Yeah. 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 So that way they can make your bars and shakes taste a little bit better without you feeling the guilt. Oh, right. dude, what company was it? Was it Pure Protein Bars that made, they, they claimed to have zero 
grams of sugar, and it was because they had sugar alcohols in there. And they're like, well, that is not the same thing. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah. Actually, it does. It's sneaky. It does still count. It's 100% to sell more product because if I'm making a low-carb product, and in order to call something low-carb, it needs to be lower than, let's say, 10 grams or of carbohydrates or eight grams of carbohydrates, yeah. I'm but I want it to taste mm. good. Yeah. I'm going to use carbs that I can count that I can you know consider to be not doesn't count. These aren't net carbs. It's the oldest trick in the book. Just reclassify it. it it's totally hundred yeah. percent. No, definitely count all carbs if you're if you're and, and they, they all count. Um, now are like Adam said, fiber um, is that healthy for you? Are all carbs created equal? Of course not. Just like all proteins, all fats are not created equal. Um, but the 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 notion that that only net carbs count, don't worry about the other ones. Uh, they don't they don't count in the body. Is total uh, balderdash. Doesn't it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great reference. And, and with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides and resources. They're all totally free. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Adam at mindpumpadam. Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and you can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>